Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and this is the checkup. ready to get out. I'm I'm that bull in the chute, ready to, to throw that rider off of me. I get so energized and so excited to come before you, um, whether it's the blogs that we're writing at recoveryguy.org uh, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, we're releasing those, or the, the podcast that I usually record on a Saturday or Sunday to get to JJ so he can get them to John, so then Pablo can do his thing and Jane can throw her stuff up on Instagram. It is a crazy Mr. Toad's wild ride. But you know what? The recovered life, I would not be anywhere else. And quite frankly, I wouldn't be doing anything else. Uh, We're getting ready to launch our newsletter. So please, please, please go to recoveryguide.org, sign up, make sure you're included. Uh, We're going to start out with two newsletters per month. Part of me thinks um, that's too aggressive. I should start with once. a month, but I know once I get started, I'm going to want to do two per month. I'm going to be wanting ideas for content. So, you know, Anthony and 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 others, my friends out there, Chaz and Tess and Wendy and Angie and Susie, um, you all let me know what you want me to write on. And, and I'd love you to have um, some space in there as well, especially you, Susie. I'd like to hear from the Al-Anon side of the house. So, um Uh, Let's get this thing together, but go ahead and sign up at recoveryguy.org. Continue to share the podcast. I was telling John, uh, Jonathan, actually JJ and and Jonathan um, and Jane and I, we have this this group uh, text, and and I was sharing that this may have been the best week we've had since we've been launching uh, last August. And of course, Pablo's redone the website, and John has secured all the links, and JJ's just killing it, and Jane's doing her thing with... Hashtag, so the word's really getting out there. You've been so supportive with sharing um, to your friends and recovery community. I was talking to my friend Lilia today in Southern California. She says, hey, you know, I got my brother and 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 he's doing better. Actually, her cousin, he's doing better now. I was talking to my nephew, Peter, in uh, in New York. And Peter, the other day, he had like 163 days. Dude is killing it in recovery. So proud of Peter and my, my niece, Kayla, and, and just... We are out there and, and, and so many people contribute to what we're doing and being a part of this energy. Uh, today, the podcast uh, is called Relating in Recovery. Relating in Recovery. And, and my friend doesn't know it. Her name is Christy. Uh, Christy's Recovery, my friend on uh, Instagram. And she posted this really revealing article. And I'm just going to touch a little bit on it today. But I just want you to go, I'm actually supplying the link in the description, and it's called 13 Red Flags of Potentially Toxic Friendship. Again, 13 Red Flags of Potentially Toxic Friendship. And and you all know I'm a huge fan of psychologytoday.com. And this comes from uh, Suzanne Deggs White. She's a PhD. And you'll really want to check this out because... 
There's so much content, I, I couldn't cover it. She does such an incredible job of, of covering this. This could be a, a, a semester class, the way she digs. And I know with someone who digs that finitely, uh, there, there's more uh, there. So, so go to Psychology Today. Go Actually, just go to the link at the end of this description. Download it. Check it out. Let Suzanne know uh, how grateful you are for her insight. Uh, because I think we all have to worry about um, potentially toxic friendships. Uh, and and I think sometimes, you know, because we know that uh, wolves come in sheep's clothing, so toxic people can really try to disguise themselves as healthy people. And if we don't have established healthy boundaries, these people who are a little bit toxic when they're introduced to us can become potentially even more toxic as we move forward. So great article. Go check this out. Now, normally when we get past the initial discussion to make life changes and begin doing the work, right? Remember that? When you were when you were there and you said, okay, I need to do this. I need to make this decision. And and it has to go from a from a thought to to an action, right? we realize we need to begin making better choices. And that's just true because it was our negative and bad choices that got us to the point where we need to make some life changes, right? We need to start thinking differently and we need to start acting differently based on those new thoughts. We can't have a negative thought and act positively any more than than, than it would be consistent to have a positive thought and then have a negative action associated with it. It just wouldn't mix any more than oil and water, right? If you take oil and water, you can shake it up, and but but when it settles, you know, water always seeks its own level, and that's not to conjoin with oil. So one of the most vital areas, and this has just been based on uh, my experience and, and so many people I've known along the way, one of the most vital areas of how um, this is is how we relate and to whom we relate. You feel me? How we relate and to whom we relate. Uh, and, and leading up to our decision, I, I think we uh, make changes um, and some of them are, we're painfully aware of this, right? Some are more painful than others in, in terms of how we relate and to whom we relate. Some of the some of the how and the whom is really going to be obvious while others not so much, right? Um, kind of like where's where's Waldo, right? And or 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 find the scarf in the picture, right? In the beginning, there's certain things, or or find the words in this jumble, right? In the beginning, some things really stick out. Oh, that word doesn't belong. That doesn't belong. That hat shouldn't go there. That scarf shouldn't go there. Oh, that shoe's misplaced. Or what's Billy doing under the bench, right? That sort of, th- certain things are obvious. But but the more we drill down, the more we need to become more purposeful, I guess it, I guess it is. So again, some of those hows and whoms will be very obvious in the beginning. Uh, again, others, we we might not even see them and they could be right next to us or, or, or how we relate could be very obvious 
to others, but not to us. We really need to give it um, great thought as we proceed um, with the ones who don't need to leave, right? Because if, if we're not changing who that person is, that person is still in our life and in our boundaried area of protection, our wall, our city. Um, but how we relate to them needs to change. Maybe, you know, as Suzanne had talked out, maybe we were toxic. Maybe we were portraying a toxic approach to this relationship. So we need to proceed and see if you are going to be in my life, how do we relate? Many will need to be re-evaluated, again, on how we relate to them, and really the, the role that they play in our life moving forward. So going back to relating in recovery, what is, what is relating, right? Very simply, according to Webster's, Relating is to respond, especially favorably. Relating is to respond, especially favorably. I like that addition because that's what we're going to talk about. We are relating, and, and I love that because we get our word relationship from relate, and relating is the action to relate, right? So relate is the noun, relating is the verb, and the result of that is the relationship. It's the joining of one and another based on that relating. And we want it to be, I like what, it doesn't say only favorably, it says especially favorably, right? So special, it is special when it's favorable, isn't it? If I'm relating to you on a, negative connotation, it's not very special. It's not very favorable. But if we are relating, if we're interacting, if we're exchanging, then it is especially favorable. Here are some of the synonyms. I never get that right. My tongue just sort of gets stuck in the front of my mouth there. So here are some of the synonyms that are joined. And I won't spend time with these. I'll let you do those again. These will be in the, in the notes. So one of the synonyms is to join. Another one is somewhere on that, combine. These are all relatable words. So we have join, we have combine, we have unite, we have connect, we have link, and we have associate. I love those words, and I'd love to break them down a little bit more, but I don't want to spend a lot of time on there. I want to get to my points. But join, combine, connect, Link and associate are synonyms to relating, which is to respond especially favorably. So how vital is relating in recovery? Is that a rhetorical question? Um, it has been, and this is, again, the experience of, of countless others and, and, and myself that, that our quality and even quantity of our recovery stands in the balance of how and to whom we relate in recovery. If you've been in recovery for a while, I think you'll raise your hand and say, yeah, Rob, 
That's, that, that's me. I believe that. That our quality and even quantity of our recovery stands in the balance of how and to whom we relate in recovery. And that even includes us, right? How do we relate to ourselves? How do we combine? How do we connect with self in recovery? Again, Stephen Covey talks about the inside-out approach to change and quality as part of the quality movement. So here's some of the things that I've done over the years, and and they've really evolved um, over time, but really the basics remain the same. You know, I... I love foundational thinking. Sometimes we chase a rabbit trail and we really design it for where we're at and, and they grow and evolve and they, and they have layers and things like that. But it's always good to get back to the basics, right? We never want to forget the foundation from which the building is built on, right? Remember, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? So we want to go back to the basics. We want to have that Sure foundation, because if we're going to be building more floors, then you know what an engineer will tell you? Let's go check the foundation. Let's make sure that we're structurally sound so the added weight that you're going to put on this building, the load, the weight load, that the foundation can bear it so it doesn't crumble under its own weight. So the basics remain the same. Here's the first one. And I think this is universally true for me and what I need to do. Make sure we are on solid spiritual grounding. Do you think so? I I think that should be rule number one for me getting out of bed. But certainly when we talk about relating and recovery. So make sure we're on solid spiritual grounding. We really must be at peace Even, are you ready? Even if we are uncomfortable. I can be uncomfortable with doing something, but at peace knowing that it needs to be done. Does that make sense? And I I can't let something making me feel uncomfortable. It could just be uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. I'm just not used to doing a particular thing in a particular way. And this is especially true when we're just beginning our journey. But we must be at peace. We must be in alignment. We must be in agreement, even if it's uncomfortable. Next thing we want to do, just like a gratitude list, we need to make a list of the most obvious people first. Let's let's do that because, you know, I love what Bill Wilson of AA said. He said that when we stopped, living in the problem and started living in the solution, the problem went away essentially in and of itself. I don't think that's an exact quote, but you get what I'm saying. So I think when we're looking at certain things, challenges and relating and difficulty in relating, there's going to be some obvious people that need to just be removed from our life on some level or another some permanently and as far away as possible, some we need to reassess boundaries and give different sets of permission to, right? Some are still in our life relating, but how we relate is different. So we need to make a list of the most obvious people first. Let, let, let's get the burning logs off the fire 
just to get the flame down a little bit, right? Let, let's, let, let's take some of those burning logs off of there so it doesn't continue to ignite and, and burn completely through. Number three, this is a good one because I'm a real accountability person. Seek the advice of someone who has our best interest at heart. I cannot tell you how important accountability is. I, I purposely have people in my life who will call me out. All of my children have permission to call me out. I mean, who, who wouldn't love me more than my children, right? So whether it's Kathleen or Carol or Frankie or, or Jane or Rob, they, they have a right to say, hey, Pop, you're off base here, right? Because they have their, my best interest at heart. Obviously, Laura, my sponsor, Will, you know, my friend, Wendy, there's, there's a number of people in my life. And because they have best interest, who is that person in your life? Who, who is that person where you can seek advice and say, okay, this is what I'm looking at doing. This is who I'm looking at moving out of my life. This is, this is who I'm looking at that appears to be office. What do you think? You know where I want to go. You have a vested interest in me getting there. Would you help me? And obviously, they're going to say, of course. Number, number four, this is really important. Be as kind to others as we would want others to be kind to us. Just because we need to move these people out of our life in terms of how we relate or we need to adjust how we relate to them does not mean we're not acting in kindness. Just because we are firm and direct and resolved does not mean we can't do that in a kind way. Remember, do I want to be treated with kindness? It is within that measure that I need to treat others. Number five is a, is a big one. Uh, continue, and I say continue because we have to be doing this. And number one, we're making sure we're on good spiritual grounding, solid spiritual grounding, in, in that we've checked our motives, we checked our heart. Because in number five, we want to continue to be sure of our motives for allowing some in or asking some to leave. That's really important. What are your motives? Why are we doing what we're doing? And why are we doing what we're doing to whom we are doing it? Whether getting them in or out of our life or reevaluating what that relationship looks like as we relate in recovery. Our, our objective inventory of our motives reveals so much. Again, our objective inventory of our motives reveals so much. It's two o'clock in the morning and the lights are out and we know what the truth is. And that's that accountability person that we talked to in step four as well. They will obviously be objective because they have our best interest at heart. They don't have another motive other than seeing us become more well, right? So we need to have an objective inventory and our own checks and balances. Here's number six, a biggie, and I've got just three more, six, seven, and eight. Um, We want to add new like-minded people into our circle of influence. As we become more healthy in how we relate in recovery, we are going to seek out people who are going in the same direction as we are going so we can 
teach them what we're learning as they teach us what they've been taught. And it's an amazing cycle. So we need to begin to, to, to grow out as we dig deeper. And so we are going to seek out again. Water seeks its own level. If misery loves miserable company, then positive people love positive company. And if, and if you're looking to relate to others in a healthy fashion, there's others just like us. We need to just find out who they are, and we need to add them into our circle of influence. They might be remote. They might have proximity where we can engage them over coffee or, or, or just a conversation, right? Um, but they need to be like-minded because they will influence. I call them our circle of influence because we want to be more selective, again, to whom and how we relate to these people. And then number seven, never reject a new idea until thoroughly examined. When, when we're contemplating and we're talking about doing such a, an upheaval or, or such a drastic change in our life of really revamping um, our entire circle as we reevaluate and you know who's, who we're engaging with and how we're engaging with them, we need to thoroughly examine new ideas and new approaches. Um, and, and that will help ensure us of, of going down a right path because we do need new ideas. We do need new techniques, new strategies. We need to stick to the basics, but we need to add other things along the way. Stay open-minded as part of that. Don't reject an idea just because it may be uncomfortable or unfamiliar. Again, again, going back to Bill Wilson, one of the most profound men who ever walked the earth, uh, co-founder of AA. He said, contempt prior to investigation is a bar against all information and leads to everlasting ignorance. So stay open-minded. Number eight is a completion of number one as we continue to be on solid spiritual grounding. Number eight is expect miracles. Expect miracles. I wake up every day, and and a miracle doesn't have to be a giant flash of light that where God rains down this super blessing on me. It can be very subtle. It can be very warming. It can be expected or unexpected. It can come from a person we don't expect or a person we expect it to be from. It can be tangible. It can be spiritual. It can be visual. It can be audible. But I expect miracles. Do you? You know, I expect them. Again, I, I had done the podcast uh, around Christmas time, right after Christmas. I was watching Polar Express with my grandchildren and Laura, and we were having the uh, uh, everyone over for Christmas Eve. It was fabulous. Just a dream of Laura's to do it. And and so we're watching Polar Express. And at the end of the movie, you can go back and listen to the podcast on Do You Hear the Bells? But um, but uh, the character that uh, Tom Hanks was playing, he talks about hearing the bells. And to this day, he still hears the bells. And so do I. I hear the bells, right? Others might not. Others might not expect miracles. I expect miracles because the God of my understanding wants to perform miracles in my life. 
The people in my life want to involve me in their miracles. So why not expect them? Right? Now, sometimes I'm not paying attention and a miracle just sort of shows up and gets my attention, right? You know what I mean? But I expect miracles. Every day, there's a miracle that occurs in my life. Even if the miracle is as fabulous as having one more day clean and sober, having one more day not losing a paycheck, having one more day not throwing up, having one more day not eating five times the amount I should have, having one more day not going into a topless bar, right? Having one more day, that is the miracle, right? The miracle of watching someone else smile at something that you said, that's a miracle. They come in all shapes and all sizes from all directions. And we should, if we're walking in spiritual ground, we should expect miracles. I really think when we walk in this type of light, we can only become more well. Don't you want to be more well? Right? I don't want to just be a little well. I want to be more well. I want to be weller than the well. I want to see how far I can push this thing out to have so much energy and so much goodness coming from me that I am an unstoppable force of recovery and wellness. Does it mean that I get it right all the time? No, (laughs) it certainly doesn't. But it means that I'm striving to be that. Who's attracted to us and who we are attracted to only grows in a wonderful way, especially favorable. Remember that definition? We begin to give out a a positive energy um, in a way that really empowers us with a refreshed energy, always renewing, right? That, That cup that continues to get empty always has fresh water to fill it. And the same with our energy. Don't worry about running out of gas. People who are plugged into the right source don't get burned out. Stay plugged. Again, make sure we're on solid spiritual grounding. Be sure that your relationship with him is right, as it says in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. We are plugged into the energy of recovery, and we do not get tired. Physically, yes, but I can't wait for tomorrow. I'm looking forward to a wonderful evening with Laura. Just spend some time together to relax, to enjoy, to share her day and share my day. But I want tomorrow. I'm going to live today so full that I can't wait to get to tomorrow because I expect a miracle tomorrow. Once again, we suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Make sure we're on solid spiritual grounding. Make a list of the most obvious. Seek advice of someone. Be as kind to others as we would want others to be kind to us. Continue to be sure of our motives. Add new like-minded people. Never reject a new idea. Stay open-minded and expect miracles. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast as much as I enjoyed putting it together. I love bringing content to you. 
I learned so much along the way that I can't wait to share it with you because I know that we want to be a part of each other's lives. We, we will likely never meet, but it doesn't matter because we still know each other and we can all share a common message of hope, of wellness, of recovery. Would you please go to recoveryguide.org? Would you please sign up for the mailing list? Would you please download the blogs? Would you please share the podcasts as well? Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your favorite podcast channel. Make sure you you share, you comment. You become part of the Recovery Guy movement. We want you to be with us along the way. We want to make a difference in the lives of others because others have made a difference in our life. Thank you so much for joining us today, Relating in Recovery. Make sure you get that link at the bottom of this description for the, um, uh, for the article uh, on uh, psychology today. Thank you for joining us today. It was a pleasure being with you. As always, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy. I was trying to do-